0: Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Thank you, God. You have given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You said in 1 Peter that you have given us all things that is needed for life and for godliness according to the divine nature that is given within us but father you commanded us and instructed us to make therefore every effort in adding to our faith and father I pray that that God today this would be a a service that we would add on to what you've already given us we would receive your word of instruction God and realize the moment that we are in right now And the season we're getting ready to go in, Father, you said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. You are with us even right now as a church and as a people. No matter what we're going through, you are with us, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Won't you open your Bibles with me as you're standing? I only have one verse today that I want us to read. It's over in Matthew. Matthew chapter 13, I have a couple of standalone messages before we begin this new series called Arise, and I am so excited about that. I hope you're reading up. I know I'm reading up to where God's presence began to move, and the cloud moved, and Israel was commanded to follow uh, the cloud. He said to arise and follow, and so uh, that's where we've been. We're going to have t-shirts made, maybe even next week we'll get them out uh, again Again, I want to thank Felicia. I put Felicia through a lot. I said it earlier, and I do. I, I mean pray for Felicia. Amen. She does all of our media and designs and all of that, and uh, it's just been awesome. And so uh, working with her is, is awesome, but she always, you know, gets frustrated sometimes. I guess I move too fast. But how many know this, this is my excuse? The Spirit of God moves like the wind, right? And uh, so we try to give enough notice, but sometimes jesus said the spirits like the wind he comes and he goes And so that's how it is sometimes in in ministry, but we're hopefully going to get these shirts made It's an exciting series this week It's been really a lot going on as you can imagine. So I went down and I said To pastor steve in his office. I said brother, you're gonna have to preach sunday This is uh, I can't get my mind around this message and I don't know you just got a lot going on He's like, okay, so I leave I I give him that I feel better. I come up. I get back in my office. I'm doing some emails, a lot of appointments, some meetings and stuff. And, and next thing you know, uh, I'm sitting there and God gives me a message. <laughs> so I go back down and I, I said, hey, brother, and he's down there praying and he, I said, how's it going? He goes, it's going good. How are you doing? And I said, uh, good. I got my iPad. And I'm just like, he sees it in my eye. He goes, you got a message, don't you? I go, do you got a message? He goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, yeah. So he's got an awesome message that he's going to bring. Uh, real soon. But after we got to talk, he said, you know, this is something I need to share to us right now. Uh, is cause we're in a season of transition and uh, I want to bring this message to you today. So you gotta, are you ready to receive it? Uh, here in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is teaching. And he's got this long parable and teaching, but I'm just going to focus on verse 52. This is what God has put into my heart for us here today. Then he said to them, therefore, if every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and things old. The NIV says it like this. Jesus said, therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple, how many disciples are here today? If you're a disciple, he says, you are a disciple in the kingdom of heaven. You need to learn this one principle. You're like a owner of a house. Jesus always told parables to connect his audience with his teaching. And so he, everyone can relate to owning your own house or having your own place. Even if it's an apartment, you, this is still the concept. Every person that is moving and has been through that transition learns how to bring out of his storeroom, new treasures as well as old. I want to preach a message to you today, keeping treasure through the transition, keeping treasure through the transition. Thank you father for your word. I bless your name in Jesus name Everyone say man, you be seated amen. tell a couple of people keep it. Don't lose it through the transition Don't lose it through the transition Don't lose it through the transition We as a church are entering into a season of transition and I want us to transition. Well, that's really the whole uh, purpose of this and uh, um, and so we are transitioning well we've been through some transitions and i just want to make sure we do that well one of the most downloaded messages on our podcast is a series i preached about transition uh, actually a few years ago and i've had people come up to me and tell me how much that has really ministered to them i have found that whenever i preach on transition or talk about it it's going to relate to almost everybody here why because life brings transition transition is going to happen if you're like me and you don't like change Pray, you need to pray a little harder, because change is inevitable if you are living. Life changes. The only thing that doesn't change is something that's dead. But as you live, you change. you go through seasons. How many realize that? Your kids, you go through season. they grow. There's all kinds of cycles and seasons that, that happens. Life is about seasons and levels. I'm going to preach, oh man, season and levels. If, and I've learned that if you don't follow God the way he wants you to follow him in a particular season, you will not graduate to the next level. He don't, he's not like our school system where you, you. Some, I'm not dogging our school system, but sometimes teachers are tempted to just put you through because you're driving them nuts and they want you out of the class. God don't care if you've got a beard and you have an AARP card. He'll keep you in spiritual kindergarten unless you learn the fundamental elements. Truths of obeying the word of God I ain't getting no amen at 1130 So you got seasons And you got levels I've learned That in every season I'm in even if I'm uncomfortable I'll say God What do you want me to learn in this Season so I can not only get Out of the season but I can go to the next level Because the season May even leave and we may go thank you God I'm out of that season but if we haven't Learned to go to the next level that season's going to come right back around This good preaching uh, and the children of Israel is our example. And so, been studying a lot about them and watching them. And in every transition, it, it, transition can be tough. And so, the thing about treasure is God is, is um, Jesus is teaching for us to hold on to treasure because transition can be tough. And when you go through a season of change, you may lose some of the things that have been valuable and have gotten you to the place where you are. And you go through a season that's instability, that's unfamiliar, you're tempted to start losing some of this valuable treasure that God is saying, I need you to hold on to this even during the season of being uncomfortable because it's treasure. But there are some things that you need to purge during the transition as well. I can preach this for all different kinds of areas of life, relationships. Some relationships struggle and have tension and friction in them them today because they simply haven't purged themselves from uh, things that they have accumulated over past relationships and they bring it into this relationship, making him pay for the sins of the ex-boyfriend or the ex-girlfriend or even an ex-husband or wife. And God's saying, I need you to get rid of those things in this transition because if you bring that mess with you, with the treasure, you're going to end up messing up your whole promised land that I've given you. So some things you got to lose in the transition, some of them attitudes, that negativity, that insecurity, all of that stuff, you got to lose. You got to let it go, but you got to learn to hold on to some of the treasure. You may have someone that stepped out in your marriage or really hurt you or verbally abused you in a relationship that has hurt your self-esteem, hurt your identity. And I'm here to tell you today, God wants you to hold on to your identity in Christ. That's treasure to you. I don't care how he treated you, how she treated you. You are still a man of God, a woman of the most high God. Hold on to your treasure as you get through the transition. Even when you're born again and you get saved and you, and you become a Christian, that's a huge transition of change. And if we hang on to some of the things before Christ, BC, And if we allow some of our loved ones and some of our people in our circle of influence to remind us of some of the things that we had, BC, we will end up messing us up as we go forward. God wants you to get rid of those things in the past, forgetting those things in the past and press forward to the mark of the prize of the high call in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. Transition. So Jesus says there's some things you're going to get rid of and some things you need to get rid of, but the treasure is what a disciple of Christ learns to hold on to some things. And now he likens it like a household homeowner. How many has ever moved before? How many has moved more than once? I don't care if it's an apartment or not. Amen. Amen. You know what? I was going to get a bunch of boxes up here and, and, and all this stuff to kind of illustrate this. And I'm going to unpack to you what I as a pastor at river of life and where what we're going to value but you take this however You you want in your own life. I believe the Holy Spirit's already spoken to you on this But when, when you move you you'll learn to put things in boxes and you and everything's in boxes And you are looking and you say this is what I keep. This is what's going with me. And this is what stays and if you're like me, Melinda and I have a different differences of opinion on what should stay and what should go. I, I like to, you know, hang on to stuff because you never know when you're going to need it. And, and so my daughters even say they're going to give me a shirt that says uh, we should save that or, or I'm saving that uh, because I like to do that. So I need Melinda to come through and say, no, uh, you're going to get rid of that. And, and so I've learned to do that. So that's how transition is. As you go through uh, different changes and there's certain things God wants to get rid of and certain things you need to hang on to. And what he wants you to hang on to is the treasures, the treasures of the kingdom, yes. the treasures of the kingdom. This, now, this is a spiritual uh, application here where he's talking about God's not going to tell you what outfit to bring with you or not, but he'll tell you what attitude to bring with you or not. Yes. And when you get into a relationship and it's not the outfit, it's not, it's not this or not that, it could probably simply just be your attitude that is dictating your altitude, as somebody said, amen. And in order to go to that next level, God will then have you fine, fine uh, tune you through the, the transitions as well. And so here Jesus is saying that you're like a kingdom minded person is like a homeowner that learns to value certain things in their life. And he said, and I want you to remember this, that a disciple learns how to hold on to old treasure and embrace new treasure. You got to learn how to hold on to old treasure and embrace new treasure. When the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, God said to them, I want you to leave back that mindset, leave back those, that negativity and let me begin to change you from the inside out. And God gave Israel all the gold of Egypt. They, they wanted to get rid of the Jewish people so bad, the Egyptians were giving them gold. Yeah. Saying, here, get up out of here. You're making my life miserable. And the Bible says, how many of the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous? Right. And so they were taking the gold with them. That's treasure. He had them take the only thing, that the treasure, out of that awful experience. Their problem was, is they made a gold and calf and worshiped the gold. So God is saying, even some of the things that he's done in your life, you don't get so comfortable. You begin to worship the things that he's done in your life. Methods change, but the message will never change. And we can't get too comfortable uh, in our methods and in our methodology from the things of of the past. It's all a part of transition. You follow me today. And Israel's problem was that they never, they didn't get that heart change that God wanted them to do. There's a heart transformation that God wants to do in our lives. Inner transformation looks a lot like uh, change, but there is a difference between change and transformation. You may change your outer appearance, but transformation takes place on the inside. Children of Israel changed their location, but they weren't transformed. How do you know they weren't transformed? Because they still desired to go back. You know you are really being transformed when you have no desire to go back to Egypt. You may be in the church at 1130 looking good, smelling good with your Bibles, but if your heart is not looking... The Bible says the children of Israel came out of Egypt, but they went back to Egypt. But if you read the story, they never literally went back to Egypt. Only in the book of Acts it follows the sentence is finished by saying this, they turn back to Egypt in their hearts. Right, yes. Tell somebody, don't lose it in the transition. Transition is so uncomfortable and so scary and so new. I don't know what's going on. Oh, this is happening. That is happening. I feel like I'm in a struggle. Pastor Eddie, you're not in a struggle. You're in a transition. And God wants to work some things out of you and work some things in you. I ain't getting no amen today. What I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to do is get on the inside of your life and inside of your heart and bring change there. So Jesus said a kingdom-minded person will take inventory of his life and say, what I need to continue my journey with Christ? What do I need to hold on to and what do I need to purge? Oh, this is good. I could go a long time on that one. And you know what? It's not my job as pastor to give you a list of things. We don't hand them out at the information table. A list of items you need to purge. Because you got a book sitting on your lap that tells you what you need to purge. Tells you how to think, tells you how to live, tells you how to treat your wife, treat your husband, treat your kids. Treat everybody. Treats you how to, how to handle your money, how to handle your co-worker, how to handle your boss. Even tells you if you should go up and climb tall buildings or not. Jesus said, hello, I'll be with you for the ends of the earth. Amen. That's a bad joke. I know. I said that earlier on a totally different subject. Amen. These services, you almost have to get both messages because they're, they're really something that's different. What God does at every service. It's amazing what God does at every service. We get over there. We're going to start at 1030, but I don't know when we're going to end y'all. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, come on. God is good. Hallelujah. so I wrote some things down as, as for this church, what we're going to treasure and value, but you take inventory in your life, what God is speaking to your life in the season that you're in right now. And I begin to look and I said, God, what do you want us to take with us in this new facility? It's a new season. It's a new facility. I got to keep talking about this and bringing it up because again, I want us to transition well. It's going to feel different. You're going to drive up in the parking lot of that new building. It's going to look different. It's going to be different. And we're creatures of habit. If you're like me, you hate change until you listen to your wife and you do the change, then you love it. It's your ideal. (laughs) I picked on her enough today. Amen. But it's going to be, and I want us to, and that's what God tried to do with the children of Israel. He tried to tell them that, hey, uh, this promised land is going to be different. So what he did he did? It, he said, first, I want you to encounter me on the mountain. And the only way we're going to continue and, and transition well is if we stay close to God. Yes. And so I wrote some things down, old treasure and new treasure. Let me give them to you just as, so you know what's going, what, what is the direction of our church. And you know, I, I haven't heard it verbally spoken yet, but I sense in my spirit and kind of picked up on a little bit of things that like any change, there's some fear. And so some of us may be fearful of, oh, are we going to change being the kind of church that we are? Or is Pastor Eddie going to get over there and turn into, I don't even know. But, you know, listen, change is going to happen, but we will not veer from things. There's a difference between changing and being flexible. And during transition, I'll say it again. Dr. George Wood said it years ago. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not break. And in transition, we need to learn to be flexible to what God is doing. But here's some things I wrote down. What is some old treasure, some treasure that we have kept as a church and we have valued and we have kept that we need to protect and guard as we go through this transition over into the new building, 10 weeks meeting in the gymnasium. Checking our kids in, checking our kids out. A little bit different than the way it is here, but it's going to look different. What, what are some things that are, what, what's going to look, what's it going to look like, Pastor Eddie? I, I can't, dis- I'll show you some pictures here in a minute, but what I guarantee what is going to be there and what we value the most is the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That is, that's treasure always has been to, this church was birthed in revival. This church was birthed in in revival. I got saved uh, right in the midst of the Brownsville revival. I, I went down there. I experienced the power and the moving of God, people getting delivered from heroin addiction. The preacher was an ex heroin addict. I mean, it was insane of what revival can do. Revival can mess you up for the good. Revival can transform you. Religion may change you, but revival will transform you. That's, that's the entire difference. But the, the presence and the power of God is something that has been treasured by, for generations. And I just want to stop right here and give props to the older generation. If you are 60 or over, won't you lift your hand up in this place today? Let's just, look, this generation has protected and guarded the presence of God for generation and for generation. God bless you. Way before they had LED screens and before we had smoke and, and ambiance and before all of that, we had an organ and a, and a tambourine that not everybody should have had. But anyway, we had them. How many know what I'm talking about? And we had the, the red back books or the red neck, I mean the red back books. And, 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 and you know what? And we may poke fun at some of that. But you know what? One thing, they didn't need any help getting into the presence of God. The culture wasn't even something they, no one got saved and no one still to this day will really get saved, transformed based on the color of the paint on the wall. That is never good. I believe in all of that. I know we got to reach the next generation and I'm going to get to that here in a minute, but I just want to stop and say to our 60 year olds and older, uh, we will guard and we will protect the power and the presence of God at this church for the long as God has us here. Come on, give me praise right now for the presence of god give him praise for his power his presence come on give him give him some praise yes lord yes lord we we honor your presence lord what, what we need is not just a church service we need a touch of the holy ghost we we our kids need to get under the the, the power of the presence of the holy spirit i'm telling you that's what will change you in a moment it's the presence of god That's what Moses said when they begin to leave. He said, God, I don't want to go, not even into the promised land. As beautiful as it is, unless what? Your presence goes with us. Driving home from that place when we went and visited it, just a few months ago before we brought it to anybody, it was just my wife and I went over there and looked and prayed, or just I was telling her about it, and we've been over there. And on the way home, I remember she just got all quiet. And when mama's quiet, it ain't good. And I said, what's the matter, hon? Just me and her in the car. And she says, this building's going to be awesome, Eddie. But she says, there's only one thing, reason why I want to go. And that's if the presence of God goes with us. I'm all hyper. Oh, yeah, of course he is, honey. He's going to be there. And, I'm... and when I got home, it dawned on me. Because you know what? We, I can have church anywhere. We set up a tent on Outer Drive in, in Jefferson. And we're going to keep doing that, by the way. I don't care where we move. We're going to always have those kinds of services. Because that's in my notes. I ain't going to get to these notes. But, one, but I've learned that you can have the presence of God. And you need to have the presence of God no matter where you go. You've got to learn to have church. It's not the building. We are the church. Come on, somebody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about that, but the older generation, they preserve that. Without podcasts, they learn to get into their word. And let me say that again. A, po- a podcast is a great, but a podcast is more like a vitamin. It's more like a vitamin. It's a supplement. It's never meant to replace the meal. It's never meant to, get, to, to replace you getting into the world. You coming to church and what? Getting into his presence. I was reading in Psalm the other day. Here I go. And David said that I was watching the wicked, and the wicked seemed to be more blessed than I was. The wicked seemed to have no stress, no uh, tragedies, no pain. They had two cars in their garage. They had big, fat bank accounts, and here I am. He said, I surely have cleansed my hands for nothing. I live pure and holy for nothing. I carry my cross for nothing. David was feeling like that. Have you ever felt like that? He said, and my foot had almost slipped. Can I preach to you? My foot had almost slipped. He said, "When I begin to look around, and I begin to see people on TV, and they ain't living like godly, and they're living, and they seem to be having the glamorous life, and they seem to be having all of this. David said, I begin to look at them, and he said, surely, God, I have been living holy for nothing, because these people are more blessed than I am. Go back and read it. Everything you feel and experience is in that word of God. Everything is in that word. Because everybody throughout history has felt like you feel and even been through what you're going through even right now. You could be sitting here, Pastor Eddie, you don't even know what I'm going through. No, I don't, but God does. And there's somebody, I guarantee, somebody in that best-selling book in human history because you're by, that went through what you went through. Because the Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. Ain't nothing new under the sun. But as you keep reading that beautiful psalm, there's a word that turns the whole trajectory around, and it's the same word that'll change your situation, and it is this. I almost slipped until I went to the house of my God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I I almost slipped. I took my eyes off God until I got into what his presence until I begin to get into his presence. And then I remembered that even though they may blossom in an instant, they will come down and wither like the grass. David began to say, I know how it ends for them, baby. And I know how it ends for me. They may be in a season of blessing right now, but they're looking at an eternity that's away and separated for you. So I will lift up my hand. Then he begins to have church. Come on, somebody. But it all changed when he got into the presence of God. That's what we're going to make sure we treasure as river of life. As the church and every church and any church is to treasure his presence. I have eight of these. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. Tell somebody, let's pray for him. Amen. I said, God, what else do we treasure? That's first and foremost. He said, the second is word of God, the word of God. When I became pastor and God began to, I began to seek his face. He said this, he said, he reminded me of David when he became king. I even preached, that was my first message I ever preached as your pastor. And the first thing he did when he became king is he brought the Ark of the Covenant into his administration. That represents the presence of God. And God said, Eddie, as long as you value my presence, My promises, and you'll be open to reach all ethnicities, all people group. He said, I'm going to bless that ministry. That's where it became our core values. That's why we are a church of his presence, a church of his word of God. That's what the promises is. And a church for all people. God has just given us that anointing. Everybody is different. Every ministry is different. And this is the anointing that God has, has placed upon our life and I began to covet that, and I said, okay, God, that's what I want, and, and, and it's to be a word of God. The word of God, we know it in our culture today, is being lost in the, in the truth of God's word, is being lost in, gener- in the transition of generations right now. Does anybody realize that and see that? And, and, and the Word of God has got to constantly, God just begin to remind me, listen, Eddie, you are called to, to be the watchman on the tower. You, you, are, you are called to, to preach the Word of God in season and out of season. Don't water it down. Don't compromise it. Preach the Word. It is the truth. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will never pass away. He said, every man, let every man be a liar, but my Word be true. Yeah. And I said, okay, God. The Word of God is going to never change as we transition. We got we to stay in the Word. As you go through your transitions, you got to stay in the Word of God. Learn to eat it. Learn to meditate on it. Learn to, learn to, to breathe it. Learn to live it. The Word of God is, the, is what will keep you in the transition. It will keep you from That's treasure that we've got to keep, and it's not going to change. Let me, let me run through these. Our mission is not going to change. Our mission... it is our mission winning the souls winning souls for the kingdom we won't forever be a soul winning church that's just what we do that's what every church should do we i i just believe in winning souls is the most important thing that's the reason why we're here I asked this question at the 930. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll ask it now. How many are here today that have given your life to Jesus or rededicated your life to Jesus in this ministry at River of Life? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If this is where you got saved or you recommitted your life, look around. Look around. Amen. 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 Look at that. Same thing at the 930 service. Uh, I remember recent Diane. I want to embarrass them. They were, when I, my first altar call as your pastor, they were one of the first ones that came up and got saved. That's special to me, brother. I'll never forget that. That's big to come up and walk up here. It was my first altar call as your pastor, and they were one of the ones that got saved. Look at him here. Look at him still here. Come on, isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? That's why we are here as a church. That's why we are here. The mission is never going to change. We're going to never stop being a soul-winning church. We need to constantly be a a church that is thinking of how to reach out and to win souls. Everything we do, every outreach, every community thing, everything, turkey giveaway. We're going to give away free turkeys to help you eat at Thanksgiving, God's favorite holiday. (laughs) But we're going to give you the gospel. We're not just going to give you some food. Salvation Army or all these great, wonderful charity programs can do that. Jesus says, if you give someone a cup of water in my name... You will not lose your reward. So we do it, good deeds, but we do it in the name of Jesus. What profits does it us? What profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? That's the responsibility that I have. That's why we always give altar calls. Well, Pastor Eddie, I want, I want us to have this kind of service. We're going to have conferences, and, and you get filled with the Holy Spirit and have outpouring nights, and you get filled with the Holy Spirit. But our number one goal, especially on Sundays, is to make sure I'm looking and throwing out the net to get people who aren't walking with God to get them saved and to get them in here. I love all you Christian people. I love all you Christian people, but I'm looking for those that are lost. And away from God. This may be the last service they ever get. So the mission is never gonna change. What's the next one? Hallelujah. Community. This is treasure. This is what we treasure. Treasure. Let me just run through this. We we are always we always did treasure and always will treasure connecting people to the body of Christ. Not only our community out there, and that's what we're called to do, guys, is to reach out to the world. But we also are dedicated to connect you with the body of Christ. And that's why we had our life groups. And life groups this season was an excellent season this summer, by the way. It was amazing. And I know not everybody likes going to other people's houses. I wasn't really down with that in the very, very, very beginning of when I first heard about. They were called small groups. And uh, the whole idea came come from Pastor Yogi Cho, uh, Cho from uh, over there, and he's got the largest church in the world. That's where the ideal come from. It's home. It actually comes from the book of Acts, really. They met in the house from day to day. But these life groups have been phenomenal. It connects people with, and I love the testimonies and, and the reports that I hear and, and watching people connect with one. That's how you, you grow. You do life together. And listen, everyone has to serve Jesus for yourself, but I believe you can't serve him effectively by yourself. Everyone has to serve Jesus for yourself but I believe you can't serve him effectively by yourself. Well, that's a big statement, Eddie. Yeah, it is. You know why? Because I didn't make it up. Jesus had his ideal. His ideal was this. I am going to start a church. The whole church is Jesus' ideal. It was not man's ideal. So community is something that we have to constantly treasure. Now, it may look a little different when we get over to the new building because we're going to be able to do more. But these are treasures that we value as a church. We're never going to stop trying to get people connected. That coffee shop, for instance, we're going to have over there. It's not just to have coffee, although I love coffee. It's a gift from God. On the eighth day, God made a coffee field. (laughs) I'm sorry, but he did. And uh, If you've met me at a Tim Hortons, raise your hand. Look around. (laughs) Or a coffee place. Amen. Uh, That's just what I do. Amen. I love being in the community. If we're going to be out in the community, let's have coffee. Amen. But we're going to, that that's going to be a T-cell ministry, a ministry that you teach English in, as a second language, a way to reach out to the community, uh, our people in our community that are not able to speak English very good. We're going to say, hey, man, we're going to offer this to you. Have some coffee and come into the house of God as you do it, because we're going to teach you your English words, and your English words is going to be Jesus. Right. It's going to be God. It's going to be the Bible. It's gonna be, see how that works? It's ministry. Amen. Some, some methods need to change, but the message never changes. We didn't really have coffee shops, I know, and all this kind of stuff years ago, and that's fine. But methods change. I said this before when, you know, with the first rule in riding a dead horse is Dismount. beating a dead horse. This worked back in 1970. I understand that. But as times change, we need to be open to what God wants us to do. And so sometimes the methods change, but the message never changes. Let me get into this new treasure and then we're going to wrap up. And I want to pray for some folks and the new treasure. Cause remember Jesus said that a disciple of God, a kingdom minded person learns how to hold on to old treasure and embrace new treasure. That's the whole thing about transition you got to be open to what god wants to do and the new treasure i just wrote three of them down the first one is the is the Lord's is the new building is the lord's house we've always valued the lord's house here at riverfly we've always taken care of the building and i was given some examples it's been amazing what we've been able to do here it's looked totally different when we came here in 02 pews and carpet every but we have stepped up and we have taken care of the house of god And what happens when we take care of the house of God, God takes care of our house. There are over 40 chapters in the Bible that talk about God instructing his people to take care of his house. Every place God was worshipped, he wanted it to look good. David said, I dwell in this big, beautiful home and the house of God looks is in shambles. God, therefore, Malachi said, why do you have new paneling? He actually used the word paneling. Okay, that was a Bible term. He says, you have nice houses, but my house sits in ruins. And he says, when you play your music and sing your songs, I'm going to stop my ears because you have robbed me. And that's what he said. And he says, the offerings you give in the offering, he said, try giving that to your judges and your government and offer them. He says, they don't, I mean, he really come down on them. And I must say this, as since we've been here ever since 2002, we have taken care of the house of God. Yes. These chandeliers, I remember when we converted from the old lights, which were horrible, into these lights, and I know we pick on these chandeliers because they don't really go, we've changed it. Every family, we got families that got together, pitched in and bought chandeliers. Yes. This door, we ordered it from one of our guys in the church, and John Sherman and Chuck Holt put this up. We, uh, Melinda's idea, it was her design that put all of those up. We got up there. I don't know who all helped with that. Who all helped with that, sticking that all up? Amen. We, this new screens and the projectors, that was a huge deal. Don't look up. Some of them, we're not fixing it because we're moving. <laughs> that used to be the old projector. When we first got here, Felicia was the one on, this, on the stage, and she had the little light, and she would change the words on the little transparencies. Remember those? <laughs> what a mighty God we serve. She had a little dress on. What a guy, what a guy. Next song. <laughs> I'm over here on the drums. We've moved them drums around 50 times. It, you know, we had somebody with a tambourine that's no longer here. Anyway, uh, but we've changed over here. Now we remember, we remember when we did this? There was like 30 or 40 of y'all showed up to help do this. We were trying to draw straws of who has to climb the scaffolding. <laughs> Koval, he was like, get up there, Kovan. he's a shorter guy, he was like, no. <laughs> so we said, Nick, Nick can do anything you ask him to, do. he started to get up there, he goes, uh, no, pastor, I don't think so. <laughs> we all took turns, but we got up there, we, did, we just did it, man. Everything, we've taken care of this building, and because we've taken care of Savage Road, I just, look what God's given us. That's what he's done. Come on. That's a... We're not going to have these kind of stairs over there, neither. <laughs> this is going to be how the River Kids are. Just, just a glimpse. Again, this is our brother Rob doing so much here. That's going to be the gym and the, the other side of the building. The River Kids will meet in those three rooms during the gym, but that's the bathroom. 14 bathrooms. If you've ever used the bathrooms here, you'd be shouting right now. Amen. <laughs> That's going to be our future home right here for 10 weeks. So I want you to see it when you get over there. We're going to have dividers and we're going to have church, but it's going to look different. It's going to sound different. Rule number one in transition, no complaints. <laughs> I mean, we're not perfect. We're going to try our best to get the acoustics right, but it's, it's I mean, let's help solve the problem. You get saved, you get a bullseye on you. You get into ministry, that thing just gets bigger. You get into leadership and the enemy will give you one. He'll give you a bullseye. (laughs) I mean, it's just insane what the enemy does, but we have been able to overcome those things and we grow. And over time, God's going to help us do this. We need to be committed. Let me finish up. We need to, we need a new treasure is going to be the next generation church. This is what we're going to really keep as treasure as moving forward is the next generation. Pastor Steve and Lindsey has done an outstanding job as interim youth pastors here at River of Life. They can't, they can't do youth forever. And so this is a youth pastor's dream, this building. I, being a youth pastor for 11 years, I'm just saying. But we're, I was out here Friday night with all these youth. Awesome. 30 or 40 kids. I don't even know. There was just so many out there playing kickball and playing, having a bonfire and and Pastor Steve giving the word, just doing an amazing job. Just imagine what we're going to be able to do uh, in that building. But that's a treasure is the next generation. And one of the things that's really hard for any church these days is to get the two generations to get along, and, and we're trying to do that, and I thank our seniors in our 60s and over for being involved. I, I would encourage more to, to grab a young person and adopt one spiritually as a mentor and, and walk with them through life, and, and let's not just pick on them because of their tight jeans and their iPhones and, and all of that, amen, because in your day, we had bell bottoms and big hair. I mean, what, what is it? <laughs> Every culture is different, but we got to learn to say, hey, let's go keep going in the same direction. Let's not lose the youth in the transition. And the last thing, and I'm going to close with this, is new opportunities. This is what God said. God said, tell our church that as we go into this new building, a new facility, a new season, one thing we've got to treasure is a mindset to be open to new opportunities. We will be doing things that we've only dreamt about doing here. In that new building and god may all open up opportunities for us to minister to the community in a way we never have never even thought of we just had a training to help train our leaders and those that want to learn how to minister to children with special needs we've got a need for that in our community i'm just saying guys let's hold on to these treasures as we go through the transition and I want to just reassure you as a, as a pastor and as, that our church, our leadership is going to treasure and value these things Absolutely. as we move through it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Come on, let Kim, let's stand right now. Let's go ahead and stand. I want to end this message and have a moment of prayer, have some time of prayer. I don't know what kind of transition you're in and what you got out of this message, But the main part is to hold on to the treasure in the transition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you right now, God, just for what you're doing, what you've done, and what you're yet going to do. We treasure these things, God, because you treasure them. And we're going to do that, Jesus, as a good homeowner. We're going, to, uh, we're going to hold on to the new treasure, the old treasure, and embrace the new treasure. Father, there are people here in this church right, right now are dealing with situations in their jobs, in their finances, in their marriage, in their relationships. And God, they are in a season of transition as well, Lord. I pray for them. I want, I want to pray for them, God, and I want your will to be done in their life. So I'm going to open up these altars, and if you are in a season of transition, I want to invite you up first. To come out of your seat and come on up here, and I'm going to ask our altar workers to, to come around you. But if you are in some transition right now, come on i and just stand right here in this area. You may be here, and you may need to give your life to the Lord. You're not walking with the Lord. You may be totally so far from God. Well, this is a good step for you to come up and transition into the kingdom. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. River of Light Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people.